Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to a very special episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's No Houlihan. And before I get to this very special episode, I have to tell you about our sponsor, which is Coco for Santa. With a week before Christmas, everything seems to be falling apart for Santa. Will Santa be able to deliver presents this year? Is it possible a little girl has the solution for all of Santa's big problems? Please check out Coco for Santa, a fantastic children's book. And from October to December 31st, Toys for Tots, Midwest Shelter for Homeless Veterans, St. Jude's, and Cure SMA will benefit from any sale through CreateSpace and Amazon. So please click the link below and buy Coco for Santa. So guys... This is a, a very special episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Uh, you may notice that there was no music at the beginning. Uh, Kirby Crackle will not be showing up. Will will not be showing up. Uh, for this episode, I am just kind of alone in my closet because it is the quietest room in the house. And uh, I'm just going to do a special check-in episode with you guys where I just kind of talk about what's going on with Plus Two Comedy in the world. And uh, we all just continue on together. Uh, we were unable to do the Plus Two Comedy Podcast this week for a variety of reasons. Uh, we are no longer at Nerdvana, unfortunately. Uh, I love those guys, but uh, just the drive was murder for me. So uh, we're no longer at Nerdvana, so we're currently finding a new spot uh, to do the podcast. And also, uh, this week was Extra Life Day and the election. And it's just been an absolutely exhausting week. Uh, and it's only Wednesday. So we had to take a little bit of a break. Uh, but something had to go up. So I thought I would just kind of talk to you guys. Um, it's going to be kind of rambly. Uh, I'm not 100% sure what I was going to talk about here today. So uh, hang out. Uh, we pro It probably won't be an hour. But... Uh, It'll be something for your drive or uh, for your work day or just, you know, spending some time with Noah. How, how fun is that? Uh, so I want to start first off by saying Extra Life Day was an enormous success. And uh, I owe most of that uh, to the legends of the interwebs. Uh, they are finally establishing themselves as their own brand instead of just... Uh, those guys that hang out with Plus Two Comedy, which was pretty cool of them to be that for so long. But now they're the legends of the interwebs. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Extra Life Day is a... It's supposed to be a 24-hour video game marathon. It was 25 hours this year because of Daylight Savings Time. And we had 25 hours straight of gaming. Not just for us. But we were in the Northfield Library, and we had board games and video games set up for anyone who wanted to stop by. And we had a bunch of fantastic sponsors donate, and we almost reached $2,000. Uh, we originally only wanted to raise 1000 So the fact that we almost raised twice our goal for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, it, it really means a lot to me. And it means a lot to us uh, as Plus Two Comedy as, and as the Legends of the Interwebs. Uh, so anyone who was involved in that, if you were watching or if you were there or if you donated your time and your energy, 
just a big thank you uh, to everyone involved in that. Um, the videos of all 25 hours are currently on the Plus Two Comedy YouTube page. Uh, I will warn you, as of this recording, everything is listed as Hour One Family Feud on the NES. Uh, I'm going to be going through and cleaning up the titles of everything, uh, so it's a little bit more manageable and a little bit easier to watch. Uh, but if you want to check out all the shenanigans that went down at Extra Life Day, I highly recommend you check out uh, the Plus Two Comedy YouTube page and check out the videos. Uh, the Super Smash Brothers is really good. The Jackbox hours are really good. Um, Rocket League is especially fun. There's a lot of fun stuff that happens with that. Uh, we play a few brand new games. We play Robo Puzzle Smash, which has not been released yet. Uh, and we also play Laser Riders uh, by Cardboard Fortress, a fantastic tabletop game. Uh, so there's a lot of great things to check out. And uh, hopefully, very soon, it'll be very easy to get to. Uh, but if you want to check that out, that's all on the Plus Two Comedy YouTube page. Um, this isn't going to be just me plucking stuff. But I do have to say, the Legends of the Interwebs have been with us uh, since the beginning of Plus Two Comedy. Uh, I love those guys like brothers uh, or sister. There's, there's a lady. And... Uh, I always feel weird for some reason uh, giving out their last names because they're not currently trying to be in the public eye. But I guess they are now as the Legends of the Interweb. So go like the Legends of the Interwebs on Facebook. Uh, but these guys have been so important to what Plus Two Comedy has been. Uh, they've helped us film things. They've helped us multiple times with uh, various uh, Beyond the Tentacles and it's really interesting, and I want to take some time just to really talk about them and thank them. Uh, I really don't remember a time where Plus Two Comedy existed, and I did not know them. As, as weird as that is to say, but like I always felt like Brian and Frank and Becca were just always there and always helpful. Um, they actually came when I had an audition at the Borgata. Uh, I had an audition at the Borgata and I remember they showed up and they sat front row, but like to the side. And, uh, I was wearing a flash t-shirt and a pair of jeans. And if I did well enough on the Borgata stage, there's a chance I was going to become a regular there. And the average age, uh, was somewhere in the seventies of the audience. And that's with them sitting front row. <laughs> they brought the average down to 70-some. Uh, so uh, I went up there and I did a bunch of nerd jokes uh, that nobody got for 10 straight minutes. Uh, but it was very helpful to know that at least I had these guys in my corner, literally in the corner of the stage, uh, supporting me. So uh, take some time today and... Uh, Really thank those people in your life that are there when you need them and that support you, whether it be your friends uh, or your family or your co-workers. Just really be thankful. Uh, that That's something that, that hit me really hard over Extra Life Day. Um, you can see me getting kind of choked up at the end of the stream. 
and uh, I really want to take some time and uh, really thank them because uh, they're they're really good folk. And uh, another uh, big moment. I don't think I've ever actually said this out loud, uh, but this is something that I've believed uh, for a, a really long time. Um, I had this this amazing experience at uh, NecoCon a few years ago. NecoCon is a an anime convention that's usually over like Halloween weekend uh, down in Virginia. Uh, and we, we've only had the chance to do NecoCon twice, and we haven't been back there in years, and I miss NecoCon. Um, they, they, they haven't brought us back in quite some time, and there, there was a change in regime. So uh, I don't think it's anything personal, but uh, they haven't brought us back in quite some time. And the last time we were there, uh, we were booked to do... 16 hours of programming. Uh, we ended up doing uh, Beyond the Tentacle for over two hours because of Daylight Savings Time. Daylight Savings Time is the greatest villain in the history of Plus Two Comedy. I remember standing on the NekuCon stage trying to get through uh, Beyond the Tentacle. It was going slow because everyone there was a maniac. They were awesome, but they were maniacs, so it was kind of slow going. And I had to announce to them, I was like, I'm sorry, guys, uh, it is now 2 o'clock in the morning, we have to end the panel here. And they said, no, it's only 1 o'clock, you got a whole nother hour. And since we were scheduled to 2, we did another full hour after that. Uh, we also did Make Your uh, Nerd Dream Job a Reality, I think we did like 4 hours of stand-up, uh, we did... Uh, Chat Roulette Smarts, which is one of our retired panels. We did the dating game. We did so much stuff. And I was having such a good time that at making your nerd dream job a reality, I said, I have a free hour between 3 and 4 o'clock, I think. Uh, it's November, which means it's NaNoWriMo. Uh, so I'll be in the hallway, and if you want, we can have a NaNoWriMo writing. And Will thought I was crazy, because we were already scheduled to do 16 hours. And I was like, let's do another hour randomly in the hallway. And uh, not a lot of people came. I think like six people came. And uh, we were just kind of talking. And, you know, they were asking questions about comedy and just kind of like doing stuff. And uh, one of the guys says to me, uh, I, I say after we had goofed off for, I don't know, a half hour or so, uh, I say, we should probably get to writing, and the guy says, and I really wish I remembered his name, says, uh, I would really like to just hear you philosophize more, and it was the first time that I realized that if I was going to spend my career uh, talking into a microphone, I should probably have something super important to say. Uh, not that uh, making fun of the uh, minute details of Pokemon isn't important. Because it is. It's very important that we talk about how ridiculous Porygon is as a Pokemon. Uh, but I should have some sort of a message. 
And from then on, I, I tried to push this idea of uh, growing up does not mean growing out. Uh, as we've gotten older, um, a lot of people kind of thought we would stop going to conventions and, and doing what some people would call childish. And we tried to put out a message that just because you're growing up doesn't mean you're growing out of the things you love. And I always wanted to, to push that because I feel like, because I know I went through this and I'm sure a lot of other nerds go through this, is they see the idea of growing up, of becoming an adult, to be the giving up of cartoons and video games and the things that make them genuinely happy. And as a result, a lot of people kind of refuse to, to grow up. And it's not so much a refusal of responsibility or a refusal to want to you know, move on to that next step in your life. It's a refusal to remove the things that make you happy. And I had a, this realization that uh, no one ever goes up to a kid in school who's super into football and says to them, you're becoming an adult now. You have to give up loving football. No, there are tons of children and adults that love football. There are tons of children and adults that love adamant, that love video games, that love comic books. So just because you have to grow up, just because you have to you know, get a job, start supporting yourself, get your education, uh, start becoming more career-oriented, doesn't mean you have to give up those things that you love. You just need to choose when is a responsible time to enjoy those things and how you can work them into your life. Uh, we worked it into our lives in making it a crucial part of our career. Uh, we are stand-up comedians that have chosen a very specific audience. And in order to remain stand-up comedians for that specific audience, we need to be engrossed in that nerd world. Uh, I've, I've talked about in later sets that I have trouble enjoying anime as much as I used to. I still enjoy it. But I really hate when I get a few episodes into... Uh, an anime, and it's not terrible enough for me to rip apart, but not good enough for me to become fanatical about it. I felt that way about Seven Deadly Sins. I got about halfway through Seven Deadly Sins, and I was like, this needs to either go go in either directions, because right now it just feels like a waste of time. It's not awful, but it's not great. <laughs> and as a result, I should spend my time on something that's either way better or way worse than this. Uh, so I tried to get that message out there. And the, the way I ended up on the path that, that I'm on now, and this is 100% true, and I know I've said this answer to people before, and I, I don't think I've ever really explained it. But a joking question that we get during the Q&As or just in life is, what is your spirit animal? And go ahead and uh, you folks at home uh, or driving or at work, uh, 
take a moment and think of what your spirit animal is. I always answer 100% of the time that my spirit animal is Aquaman. Pause for giggles. But I mean that when I say that. My spirit animal is Aquaman. And I say that because I have a lot of peers who are stand-up comedians. But they're not nerd stand-up comedians. And they all have the same dream as comics. And that's to be the greatest comic in the world. They want to headline. They want to sell out theaters. They want to sell out stadiums. They want everyone to come and listen to them talk for an hour. They want to be the best. And I realized that they all want to be Superman. Because that is what Superman is. He is the best. He is all-incoming. He is the, the Omega. He is the absolute greatest you can be. Like, from a moral standpoint, from a strength standpoint, uh, from a powerful standpoint, from a recognizable standpoint, Superman is the greatest. And it's very easy to want to be Superman. I don't want to be Superman. I want to be Aquaman. Because Aquaman, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't read a lot of Aquaman because his comics are still not that great. But him as a character, this I find interesting. I want to be Aquaman because Aquaman saves Atlantis a lot of the time. Aquaman, as an Atlantean, saves Atlantis. He saves his people. And his people know of Superman. They know that he is incredible and unbelievable and all-powerful. But Superman saves everyone. Aquaman saves his people. And I've been accused many times as a stand-up comedian that I don't perform for my crowds enough. I perform for myself. I get up there and there, there's been times where I've been at Chickies and Pete's, everyone's eating chicken wings and, you know, paying attention to me kind of while they watch the game. And I'm going to get up there and I'm going to do jokes about Street Fighter. That's not for them. They, they are sports fans that don't play a lot of games. And people will say, you know, you're only performing for you up there. And it's not that I'm performing for me. It's that I really only care about performing for my people. For the nerds. For the outcasts. For the geeks, the people that have the same interests as me and care about the same things that I care about. So 
to an Atlantean. Aquaman is their Superman. He's the one that saves them. And that's what I want it to be as a comic. Um, I know that my audience comes in and they know who Louis C.K. is. They know who Chris Hart is. Uh, they know who all the, who Dane Cook is, who Jeff Dunham is. They know these people. They're Superman. I'm there for them and them only. I'm Aquaman. And that's what I always wanted to be. Uh, so, I've always just wanted to have this connection with my crowd, my audience, who come to see me because of what I do for them. And that is why Plus Two Comedy has continued for as long as it has. Uh, we've been uh, pretty beat up uh, the last year. Um, unfortunately, uh, Vegas had to leave the group, and uh, I do read the reviews that people leave of my panels online. And uh, Vegas is missed. Man, is Vegas missed. Uh, a lot of people are really upset that there's no more slash fictions at the end of uh, Beyond the Tentacle. He is missed. And I get that. And I wish he was back. Uh, it's just, it's a scheduling thing. Um, there's no there's no beef between me and Vegas. Uh, me and Vegas actually run an open mic every Wednesday now. Uh, which is a whole nother thing that's uh, that's that's currently going on with, with me in my life. Uh, there's a there's an open mic every Wednesday if you want to come see me uh, at the Tap Room and Grill in Haddonfield, New Jersey, and you can see Vegas there too. Uh, Will comes sometimes, and uh, tonight is actually uh, the last show of um, the current regime. Uh, these are uh, five guys that. I've been with for about two years putting on this show and due to just moving and fatigue and having babies and life, uh, they're all leaving. Uh, so right now everything's kind of changing in terms of my comedy career. Uh, I knew this was going to get rambly cause I, this is nowhere near where I wanted to go with things right now. Um, but I'll take a moment and I'll thank, thank those guys. Uh, uh, Matt, Drew, Jeremy, Neil, uh, for for being there and and helping uh, be supportive to me and for the thing that we work together on. Um, being thankful is the, the theme of this podcast. Uh, but I digress. Uh, you guys are plus two comedy fans. Plus two comedy has been beaten up a lot this year, uh, not just because I became a wrestler. Not just because Will got hit by a forklift, uh, but those are definitely reasons. Uh, you know, we're seeing us uh, getting booked less. Uh, we're we're having trouble um, staying focused and staying dedicated. Uh, and it, it has nothing to do with uh, not having a desire to do this. It's just that there are so many things going on right now in our lives that it's hard. And... You know, we've we've talked about how the podcast uh, itself has had a drop off in in uh, downloads, but every once in a while we do a convention, and this happened at Oticon, and it meant a lot to me. 
people came up to me and said, hey, I download your podcast every week. And it's important to hear things like that. Uh, you know, I see the number every week of how many people download it. But to put faces to those numbers uh, really gives us more of a sense of purpose. Uh, so if you were one of those guys who, who said that to me, uh, thank you so much for listening and for listening to this. Um, I still don't forgive you that you didn't tell me that there was a Dragonite outside so I could catch it with my Pokemon Go. Uh, but I do appreciate everything you do. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I've been talking for almost a half hour. Thank you so much for listening. So... That brings me to this, uh, this, this recent election. And Plus Two Comedy has had a, a very much non-political stance uh, in our, our time existing. Uh, one, because uh, our audience tends to be younger and, and not voters. Um, but that has changed. I mean, th- there are people who have kind of grown up with us. I mean, I've had people come to us and say, you know, I go to Otakon for Beyond the Tentacle every year. Like, there are people who come up to me and say, I've been at every Beyond the Tentacle at Otakon. Um, so, I want to say this. Uh, we try not to be political. And right now, a lot of my fans, a lot of the people that I've met at conventions that I care about as being one of my people, as Aquaman. Uh, A lot of them are women. Uh, A lot of them are LGBT. Um, And, you know, I I, I opened my Facebook today, and uh, there's a lot of uh, upset people uh, when it comes to the fact that Donald Trump is our president. And, again, plus two comedy usually doesn't go political. And I want to say right now that if you voted for Trump, I don't hate you. <laughs> and I feel like that's something, as a nation, we got to get past immediately. <laughs> like, hey... We, we can't immediately start hating each other for what happened. Uh, to, regardless of who won, regardless of who anyone voted for, let's not, you know, draw the line in the sand and say, all right, now it's you people and us people, because that's going to cause a civil war. Uh, there are many reasons um, you, you could have voted for Donald Trump that you could have seen as justified. I worry about the rights of my friends as women, as LGBT members. That was pretty much my biggest concern going into uh, the election. And I know there's a hundred of other uh, concerns, you know, taxes and, uh, you know, foreign policy and, and other things that I definitely don't spend a lot of time thinking about. And perhaps you did, and perhaps you, when you weigh it out, you went with Trump. That's fine. It really, really is fine. Uh, 
However, Donald Trump has a lot of policies or a lot of ideas. They're not policies yet. He hasn't done anything yet. He's not the president yet. He's still got a few months. Uh, he has a lot of uh, ideas that are going to hurt a lot of my friends. And if this is the reason that you voted for Trump, then I no longer have a problem losing you as a fan. I think when I say my people that I care about, and this is a, this is a new epiphany as, as Aquaman. I feel really stupid and vulnerable after telling that story, but, uh, as someone that, uh, wants to do things for my people and make my people feel good. People that I, and when I say my people, I don't, I'm not trying to say like I rule you. I'm just saying that the people I identify with, uh, we as people are not defeated. Uh, I know a lot of people are scared right now and Donald Trump's going to be the president, but uh, that doesn't give him unlimited power. If Donald Trump is going to bring up the discussion, we'll try to use very like non-combative phrases here, the discussion of appealing the rights of women, appealing the rights of homosexuals to get married, um, I think we as people, regardless of political party and regardless of who we thought should win the election, have to look at this issue separately. And if Donald Trump is going to move forward with these ideas, it is our duty as people to make our voices heard that we disagree with them. I, I go on Facebook today and I see four groups of people. Uh, I see the group of people that are happy that Donald Trump won. And I, I can't fault them for that because if my candidate had won, I'm sure I would post that I was happy about it on Facebook. There are those who say that they're planning to move to Canada. And I can't tell them not to. Um, if If... They have their own reasons why they think that is the best for them. I understand. And uh, it's cold. Bring a jacket. Um, enjoy. Uh, there are those who are saying, uh, I can't leave. We have something to fight for now. And those are the people that I, I'm identifying with now. Um, sure. Donald Trump may disagree with me on a few topics. Uh, 
and it's a, our duty as Americans, as as people who care about other people, to have our voices be heard. And then the last group of people I'm seeing are saying things like, you know, it's going to be interesting when he gets assassinated. And regardless of how you feel about Donald Trump, that's a really ugly thing to say. I understand you you may not like him as a person. Uh, you, you may not value his life um, because you do not feel like he values yours. But it's the most passive thing you can say. Uh, it is simply you saying, hey, something will happen that I'm not involved in that will fix this problem that I have. I started this by saying, growing up is not growing out of the things you love. It is identifying when you have time to do the things you love. It's also recognizing what things you love that need to be defended when times are tough. It's protecting the people you care about. That's what growing up is. It's doing something for the betterment of everybody. And now it's the time to do it. It's, it's tough out there, guys. And I, I look at my, my Facebook and I look at my Twitter and I see a lot of scared people. A lot of worried people, a lot of hurt people. And I am a comedian with a podcast and fans who like to cosplay. And a microphone. If people are willing to listen to me, if they're willing and wanting to spend some of their precious time listening to the words I have to say, I better have something important to say. So while Plus Two Comedy has never been political before, people listen to this podcast. Not a lot. I said that earlier. And if people are going to listen, I have a responsibility to say something. And I want everyone that has given me the gift of your attention to feel a little bit better about the world when the this audio track ends. 
I want them to feel like they're not alone. That people understand. But also that nothing is over. It's a new time for America and the world, really. Uh, this is going to affect the world. And we need to do something in this time. We need to do what we think is right. The time for being passive is over. So take some time and think about what you value. What is something you're not willing to budge on? And then I want you to think what you would be willing to do when someone tries to make you budge on that. I don't want people out there to lose hope. This is just the next destination of where we're going. He's the new one who's trying to point us where to go. It is up to us whether or not we actually go there. Things look bad, but nothing is ruined. So if you're out there listening and you're scared and you're worried, what is it that scares you? What is it that you're worried about? Identify it. Pinpoint it. And then try to figure out what the next step would be to fix that. Because we're going to need everyone to do that so that everything's okay. And I also, uh, at this moment, my neighbor starts taking a shower. So I guess I should probably wrap this up. I don't even know if I'll post this. Uh, this insane rant that I've gone on for 40-some minutes now. I don't want anyone out there to feel like they're alone. We are plus two comedy. We exist for you, the people who are listening to this, to identify with something. Uh, Chris Hardwick said, and I always believe this, is laughter is your body recognizing you relate with and that you are safe. When, when a group of people laugh together, they are united in an idea that brings them some sort of joy. Whether it be intense, thought-provoking, political humor, or how ridiculous it would be to have an Eevee that you never evolve. <laughs> so I want Plus Two Comedy to be there for you, to bring you joy, to make you laugh, to give you that connection with people on a topic that is exclusive. 
it's rare that you get to go out there and talk to someone who is super into FLCL. Those people are not right outside your door usually. But with the internet and with conventions and things like that, we can all communicate and we can all be there for each other and things will be okay. We'll laugh about the stuff. We'll feel good. This is so rambly and I apologize. But I also thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is something that I just needed to get off my chest and feel good about uh, after everything is said and done. Thank you to every single person who has supported me at some point. Uh, you know, whether it has been helping me set something up in writing, putting me on your podcast and, and helping me promote something, or simply just giving me a high five after the show. I just want everyone to feel good. That has always been my mission statement. And now that I've shared it with you, I hope you understand that I don't want any of my ideas to upset you. It's just... I'm trying to make you happy. And I hope you are. So, thank you, all of you, to the people who told me that they listen to this podcast. Uh, to Rapidash from uh, Necocon. To T-Shirt Girl at Otacon. To the people who worked on something creatively and sent it to me and said, Noah, I value your opinion. I want you to look at this, and I want you to tell me if this is okay. You know, people people like the novice, people like Leon, people who I really respect, that they respect me in some way. We are a community. We are nerds. I almost said we are the geek, but that's Uncle Yell. And I love him to death, too. Uh... It's, it's a weird morning. Uh, I haven't slept good in days, thanks to Extra Life Day and the election and everything going on. Uh, but I love you guys. And thank you for everything. And thank you to Ben Affleck for making this show possible. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I will have some sort of a real podcast next week. Uh, but until then, we respond pretty quickly through our Facebook. If you need someone to talk to, Aquaman. So damn cheesy. I love you guys. Goodbye. <laughs>